Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. So let's call it social distancing for our our money, if you will. Some of these things maybe should not live too close together in our minds and in our portfolios. So see what you think about this. We'll start with a pretty clear cut issue and then we'll move into some other ones that will get a little more complex here. But your emergency fund, that safe money, and the stock market, we should have those things separated for a reason. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, Warren Buffett's famous quote is, if you're not going to hold a stock for 10 years, don't own it for 10 minutes. So the thing is, and this is where the line has been blurred uh-huh. um, for a lot of years between savings and investing. People think it's the same thing, and it's not. Okay. I'm saving for down payment on a vehicle. I'm saving for a trip. I'm saving for a college education. I'm saving for this, that. Right. In savings, you want it to be safe. Um, you'd like to earn a rate of return on it, which you know, nowadays uh, interest rates are, are decent. And I want it accessible for when the time is I want to do that, right? If it's six months from now, a year from now, three years from now, I want to know that money's going to be there when I need it. Okay. Yeah, you got that safety and that liquidity aspect of it. Correct. Yep. Investing is, okay, this is long-term money. I'm going to put something in here. And when you buy stock, you're buying a piece of a business. It's like you're starting a business, but you didn't want to start your own because it's such a, a huge amount of money you got to put up to you know, get a storefront time, or time get a product or something yep. like that. Mm-hmm. So like, you know what? I'm going to buy a little piece of your business because I like your business. I like what it does. Maybe you sell... They want two dads and watch them a call. All kinds of things, yeah. <laughs> I was say corn dogs, but <laughs> I don't know. I got corn dogs on my mind. There you go. But you, you see this business like that's attractive to me. You know, Starbucks. Let's say they're in the you know on the first floor of our building, right? Well, guess what? Every time I walk by there to go into our to go to our space, there's always people in there. Sure. So hey, people are always. I'm going to buy Starbucks. I want to open my own Starbucks, but I like a piece of that one. So I'm going to buy stock in that. Well, guess what? Starbucks has ups and downs, right? Mm-hmm. Just like any business does. So, and sometimes the market people are going to say, yeah, it's a good earnings quarter. So, you know, buy on this stock or, oh, earnings was flat, hold, or the earnings are down, let's sell it. And so the value of that's going to change on a daily basis. And so it's hard to predict what your value is going to be at a certain point in the future. Now, we do know, historically speaking, it should be up over the long period of time, but not if you need it in six months or a year from now. So your liquid emergency fund should never be in the stock market. Yeah, and that's the keeping them separate. You've got your kind of now, that liquid stuff. Then you've got that future self money, which in the growth on, on the principal and so on and so forth, which is the stock market, right? So that was a clear definition of it's a good idea to keep them separated. Uh, what about number two here, which is life insurance, life insurance products maybe, and our investments? They should be separated, but sometimes they can get blurred. And I tell people in classes the – Easiest one word answer to every financial question is depends. 
right? Right. So on the face of it, you want those two things to be separated because your investments are for maybe providing income or allowing you to retire, right? Because the whole thing about retirement is you got to save for a lot of years. You want growth on that money. The place to, historically speaking, to get the best growth has always been the stock market. And so you put that money in investments, and then you're able to retire, right? Yeah. And life insurance is meant to deal with some of the things along the route to retirement that can hurt you, right? You die prematurely. You need to pay off the mortgage, get the kids educated, those types of things. You need to replace the income. In retirement, life insurance is important because it's one of the only things that's tax-free. So life insurance, if you, what you want it to do is you want it to provide at your passing a tax-free amount of money. Investments are to provide you know, money as well, but in a different tax nature of it. Sometimes you can blend the two. You can have investments inside of your life insurance or cash inside of your life insurance that you can access. And some ways you can access it tax-free if you do it right. So sometimes they can blur. Yeah, I mean, I Most think of, annuities, right, would pop into people's mind because life insurance technically product, right? But then it's sometimes, like if it's a fixed index, it's it's uh, tied to a, an index. Right, it's listed to an insurance company, but that's also an income generation tool. Right, but I can see where, generation that, tool. Yeah, yes. that, where that blur would happen in your brain. Correct. Though, right? yeah. I'm, I'm talking about life insurance from here. Is it just a death benefit, just regular right, r- yeah. life insurance. Gotcha. But this is why you want to have a proper plan in place that addresses these things, right? Mm-hmm. And for some people that you know have enough assets and are looking for ways to save in additional, save in different pockets, and I want to have the tax protected and want to do things I want to do, sometimes using life insurance as an investment works out. Mm, Again, sure. that's why it depends is really the answer to that question. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, number three, high turnover investment strategies versus non-retirement assets. What might that look like? Well, if you have a, a, a strategy which does a lot of buying and selling, okay, when you do that, that generates taxes. It's like we talked about before about the loser's tax, right? So if you have that, you want those investments in tax-protected accounts, IRAs, Roth accounts, qualified plans, 401ks, those types of things. That's where you want to have things. And a high turnover investment is going to be a mutual fund, okay? Because a mutual fund mm, is okay. a pooled yeah. investment. So you put your money in with other people's money. The manager buys stuff, right, and sells stuff. Now, sometimes the sales that the manager has to do are not because the manager wants to do them. It's because other people want to redeem their shares, and they can't send them stock. they got to send them cash. they got to sell stock to get the cash to send out to the other investors. So there's a lot of activity going on that can generate these taxes, like we talked about the loser's tax. You know, your account was down, but you still got a 1099 because they sold stuff that was still larger or worth more than what they bought for it originally. Mm-hmm. So you want those to have in more tax-protected accounts. In non-retirement accounts, such as a brokerage account, um, just where you pay tax every year, you like to hold more maybe individual securities, individual stock, or what's called an exchange-traded fund, which doesn't have a whole lot of turnover, so it doesn't generate a lot of taxable events. So when you want more tax-efficient investments in taxable accounts and tax-inefficient in tax-deferred or tax-free accounts. Gotcha. Okay. And then the final one, and this one obviously makes the most sense to me as well, kind of like the first one, is our emotions and whatever investment decisions they might be. Hard to keep them separate. I get it. But the more we can, probably the better off we are. But that's really where people like yourself come into play because you're able to help us hopefully do that because you're not going to have the emotional reaction like we would. Right. You want your decisions to be based on facts and logic. You don't want to be based on emotions because the two basic emotions when it comes to anything dealing with money are fear and greed, right? Right. And both of those can cause problems. Now, greedy, you know, that's I'm watching um, the the new Netflix series about Bernie Madoff. 
So that's out and out greed, okay, what they were doing, lying and all that kind of stuff. But some people come in and they're so fearful. And sometimes being so fearful can actually disrupt the rate of return that you might be able to earn had you had things and better yielding things. You're willing to take on a little bit of a risk in your portfolio. But that's also maybe you don't have to, right? Maybe your plan works at a 1% rate of return, so you don't have to have anything. But that's why making an emotional decision is different than facts and logic. And can you make a logical decision about your money, you're better off rather than just on fear and greed. And then also other people cater to that as well, right? A lot of the advertising that you're seeing with regards to Wall Street, uh, it's always based on that greed. They're saying, oh, you know, the last 10 years has been fantastic in this. Look at how good this is, right? They always talk about the, the returns in the past, not necessarily what potentially could happen in the future. What you want to see is, okay, what is the worst case scenario that could happen? Stress test it, right? We, we stress test all kinds of things in our world, right? We crash cars all the time, right, to see what happens, how airbags deploy, how the dummies get hit, that kind of stuff. We put uh, pilots into simulators, right, so we can throw all kinds of bad weather at them and see what they do. Sure, if they crash right. a plane, it's just computers, not having you know, 200 people in back that are going to have an issue. So you want to stress test your portfolio, and to see, okay, during these bad times, how did it perform versus, you know, what if I had stuff that was a little bit safer, you know, right? Some things generate income, those kinds of things. So you definitely want to take your emotions out of it based on facts and logic. And the nice thing about our retirement readiness review, it's going to lead you down a path which allows you to make those decisions based on facts and logic. Well, that's what people like about that process. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how many times I've been told, even after the first meeting, I've talked more to them than their current advisors done in the last two years. Wow. We do a lot of heavy lifting on the front end of this, right? Because we have two hour and a half long appointments. So, and then, um, you know, there's preparation you have to do to get statements together and fill out a form and that kind of stuff. But you are know, providing you a lot of great content. You're going to have an income plan. You're going to have a tax plan. You're going to see what kind of rate of return it is to make your plan work. If you're, if you can even retire on the date that you picked out and then stress test it for market and taxes and uh, economic impact of losing a spouse, all those kinds of things. So once you have it all out there, then you can say, okay, these are some of the things, the gotchas. And so now I need to work on them. And then the determination, if you want us to help you work on them with you, right? Because at the end of the day, it's, it's what, if you want our help, we'll help you. If not, you still got the great analysis. So there's really no loss to you other than some time, right? Some time to prepare, some time to come in and meet with us. So a very low bar, but it's customized, it's comprehensive and complimentary. If you give us a call at 515-226-1500. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040 
W-H-O. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk in including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.